everyone, and welcome everyone to Podcasting for Christ. This is Evangelist A.C. Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome, welcome everyone. Hey, it's good to have you on board. We're going to be continuing our study in the book of Daniel uh, today, and we're going to be looking at from beast to believer, from beast to believer. Uh, now, I'm getting that because if we look at Daniel uh, chapter 4, verse uh, 37, says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth, and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. And if anyone knows that, yes, King Nebuchadnezzar definitely knows that. We're going to go ahead and go all the way back to verse 1, of course, and we're going to go through the whole uh, book of uh, Daniel chapter 4 here and everything. But hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you and I thank you, Father, dear God, for all that you do. I'm so thankful for all these listeners. I'm thankful, dear God, for the blood of Jesus that covers me, Father, dear God. And I just pray right now that the Holy Spirit would lead God direct and be the podcaster, the, uh, would be the evangelist, would be the use me as your mouthpiece, Father, dear God. Don't let me say nothing. Don't let me say nothing that's not of you. Dear God, you just shut my mouth if I'm about to, Father. Dear God, may I decrease and may you increase, Father. May your Holy Spirit within me, Father, may it just ring out, Father, dear God, and help me to make a difference in the lives of other people, Father, dear God. And I'm going to be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. Beast to believer. I read that there, and uh, we're going to be starting back in chapter 4, but I'm going to let's go ahead and backtrack just a little bit here. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar has had two encounters. Uh, this is going to be the third encounter. And, and I often, and I put here in my notes, I said, you know, what's the third time the charm? Is this when he really got saved? Now, I don't know if Nebuchadnezzar accepted this God. He, I, I think what it probably may have happened is, uh, is he, he may have believed in this God and praised this God as a scripture I read a while ago, but maybe he just refused. And this is what a lot of people have problems with. He refused to maybe give up all of his gods, all the other gods that he had. But is the third time the charm? Hey, we all know, I guess we could find out one day, but I went ahead and put from beast to believer because even though he may have not given up and his other gods, and even though he may have, uh, uh, you know, refused, and but he became a believer in knowing that this this God that Daniel served was real, and he was able to hear and answer prayers and deliver. Because remember the first dream he was uh, that he had, and that was the first encounter, and Daniel not only gave the interpretation of the dream, but Daniel gave what the dream was. And, and Daniel had was nothing but a tool used by God because God gave the interpretation of the dreams. If you haven't checked out my podcast, it's anchor.fm forward slash Stacy hyphen Gibson 3, anchor.fm forward slash AC hyphen Gibson three and go all the way back. I'm in my fourth season here about to wrap it up uh, the fourth season, but go all the way back to behaving wisely and go all the way through. And I did dream weaver. And that was when Daniel interpreted or, or interpreted uh, when God interpreted the dream using Daniel and everything. And then I, you know, I, I went with the fantastic four, go back and check out these episodes and everything. And then last week, you know, uh, we had the statue of empires we've had, uh, but we had the bow or burn last 
last week, and it was very good. So this is the this is the third encounter right now. So we went from dream to the furnace to the to another dream here with all the encounters. This is the third time the charm? Hey, who knows, right? In 1839, in, a, in Elizabeth Barrett's Browning's work, letters addressing to R.H. Home. Horn, excuse me, uh, the luck of the third adventure is prover- proverbial. And that's where I, that's where it's believed to have gotten that from uh, when you look at uh, the third time is the charm. And it, <clears throat> excuse me, looking at the third time is the charm. But I want you to know right now that in order to do things for God, in order to be effective with Jesus Christ, we need to be born Again, you need to be born of the Spirit, and we need to be filled with the Spirit, and you need to be led by the Spirit. And I'm going to go, one of the things that probably kept King Nebuchadnezzar uh, from doing a great uh, uh, things for God and 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 fully surrendering to him, I do believe right now that it had a lot to do with pride. Uh, James uh, 4, 6 says this, But he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Okay, Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Let's go there. Amen, Psalms, Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Praise the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8.17. Just giving you a few scriptures here. Eight seventeen says this, And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. So we see there, there's a few scriptures that we're looking at right now uh, that know that 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 that's uh, definitely wrong for us to think that way, to think that we've got stuff by our own might, our own strength. Uh, it's bad for us to say those things. It's not, it's not good. We need to depend totally on God for everything, and we need to trust in Him and everything. So let's all, then now let's go back to the book of Daniel. And we'll go ahead and start. Like I said, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, this is verse 37. This is where I get this from. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. And I gave you several scriptures there about pride. I give you, you no know, pride goeth before destruction. And, and you know, we, we don't need to say that, hey, I'm going to do this in my mind. I'm going to do this in my strength and everything. Uh, you know, these are the things that can counterproduct what you, what, you, if, what you need to get done, what God would have you to do. So we need to surrender everything to God and let him know that, that we're, it's not done in our strength. It's not going to be done. Uh, it's only going to be done in his strength by his mercy and by his grace. I'm going to get this out, I promise you. <laughs> Amen. So we see that we had the dream, we had the furnace, and now we're going to have this other dream. And, you know, it seems that the king is, is addressing the people here 
uh, and, and when we start this out, he's addressing them at, after the fact, because it looks like uh, as, as we read the, read the first three verses, you'll see that it's almost like he, this is already taking place and he's going back and he's revealing things that have happened. And you'll see that notice is uh, chapter four, uh, verse one says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king and to all the people, nations and languages that dwell on the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to shew the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought towards me. See, already it's 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 he's taking uh, talking about you know uh, something that's already happened. He's already given thanks. He's already given credit to God. And I want to show thee. I thought it good to shew thee signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought towards me. Now, how great are his signs in verse three? And how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. So we see that, and we see now that King Nebuchadnezzar is 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 giving thanks to this God. He's given he's letting you know now that that maybe just maybe now the third time is the charge charm, and maybe just maybe now he's uh, actually believing that hey, you know what? This is my third encounter with God, and 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 Daniel's been there the whole time, and 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 Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, or Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know he's seen the great power of God, how he could deliver even in the fire. He's seen how the great interpretation of the dreams and not only did God give him the interpretation of the dream he gave him the dream itself so now, now let's get into the troubled vision so we've set the thing up here and we've seen uh uh, how uh, we see Nebuchadnezzar, uh, how this is coming about and how he's, he's like I said, this is probably already taking place. And I did do some research on this one. It looks like there's been around 10 years between chapter three and chapter four on this one. So uh, I did do a little research on that and find out. So 10 years has gone by and I guess 10 years can be a little bit a long time and maybe you can forget things but i just but you'll notice here we're going to go let's go ahead and just start in verse four and says i nebuchadnezzar was at rest in my house and flourishing in my palace he was on top of the world he had everything that he needed right and it says and i saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me you know it's the same wordage uh, verbiage i guess you could say that he used in the first time that that first dream that he had it troubled him right and now he has another troubling dream therefore made i a, de a decree to bring in the wise men of babylon before me that they might make known unto me the interpretation of the dream so this time he's going to tell them the dream and you know uh and it's you know it's funny how no one is going to be able to interpret the dream for him. And I think we're going to find out that it maybe it's from fear because, you know, uh, as we've said many times, you've heard me say this, that when you get, no one wants to give bad news to the king, because we know right now, even coming before the king, uh, God can, uh, you know, I mean, not God, but even coming before the king, the king can use his powers to be off with your head and kill you. Uh, I remember, uh, uh, Nehemiah, when he came before the king with a sad countenance, you know, and everything. And, and even that was something that could have cost him his life. So we have to understand that 
No one wants to give the king bad news, but people do. That's why they often they, they do want to give him the good news. And, you know, and so because we know right now it can infuriate the king. And the next thing you know, he says, well, I don't like what you had to say about my interpretation of the dream and off with your head. Right. Or or maybe cast them into the fiery furnace. Uh, but then came in the magicians and the astrologers and the Chaldeans and the soothsayers and told the dream. And, and, and I told the dream before them. But they did not make known unto me the interpretation thereof. Didn't, didn't really say they didn't know it. He said they just wouldn't make it known. And I do believe right now that it was out of fear. And we'll and we'll come back to that fear here here shortly. But at the last, Daniel came in before me, whose name was Belshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is the spirit of the holy gods, little g with s plural. And before him, I told the dream, saying, now let's pause right here. Notice that Daniel does not give any correction on this. And I, and I believe uh, I heard someone say this, and I can't remember his name right now, but he said right here in this passage right here, that one reason Daniel showed humility and, and, and uh, showed restraint, I guess you'd, which is a better word to use, is because sometimes if we just constantly correct people, we can push them away. You know, so we don't always need to just, hey, well, you're wrong in that. Oh, oh, you're wrong in that. Hey, you're, you're wrong in that. You know, there's a time and place for everything. And sometimes if we just always correcting people on something, just just all the time pointing our finger and saying, no, that's not right. That's not right. We can push people away. And, we, you know, so no correction is made by Daniel. He never says, well, no, King, uh, there's only one God. And, and he's the one that gives the interpretation of dreams, not me. And this Belshazzar name that you've given me—that's not who I really am. I'm not the—I'm not the uh, the servant of your of your all your gods, you know, the little g gods, right? But and in verse nine, O Belshazzar, master of the magicians, because I know that the spirit of the holy God is in thee. And he says, "Holy gods, excuse me, again." Notice again, there's no correction here. Daniel does not say anything about, no, that's not correct, King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, live forever, but you're sadly mistaken about your wording here. He doesn't correct him at all. Oh, Belshazzar, master of magicians. And, and he's not a master of magicians. He's a servant of the true and living God, Yahweh, Jehovah. I know that the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. And no secret, trouble, no secret troubleth thee. Tell me the visions of my dreams that I may have seen and the interpretation thereof. Thus were the visions of my head in my bed. And I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth. And the height thereof was great. The tree grew and was strong. And the height thereof reached into the heavens and the sight thereof to the ends of all the earth. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was great, excuse me, and in it was meat for all. The beast of the field had shadow under it, and the fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. And I saw the vision of my head upon my bed, and beheld a watcher. And holy one came down from heaven. Now we notice that the term watcher means walking one, uh, one who is constantly alert in the parallel 
uh, holy one suggest that the watcher is either the Lord himself or one of his angels. And that's come from the Foundation Study Bible, and you know I use that. I've been using that a lot here lately, and so I, like I said, I got so many Bibles I go through, and I love them. I love God's Word. Amen. But notice, like I said, he's given the the the, the dream here, and he says, and he cried aloud and said, "Thus hew down the tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit. Let the beast get away from under it, and the fowls." from the branches from his branches nevertheless leave the stump of his roots in the earth even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field and let it be wet with dew of heaven and let his portion be with the beast in the grass of the earth let his heart be changed from man's and let and let a beast's heart be given unto him and let seven times pass over him the matter is by the decree of a watcher and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it basest of men. This dream I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now thou, now thou, O Belshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof, forasmuch as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known to me the interpretation. But thou art able, thou art able, for the spirit of the holy gods is in thee. Notice again, King Nebuchadnezzar is... is is speaking really falsely. We all know right now, hey, Daniel did not have any dealings with any other gods but the Lord Jehovah, his God himself, right? And we know that. Uh, you know, when I think about this, I, I mean, let me just let me just put this in perspective here. Uh, you know, right now, uh, this is, like I said, 10 years has passed. So Daniel's been in captivity for a long time now. Daniel has prayed. He He stood strong and stood fast. With, uh, with by not defiling himself with the king's meat. We know Hanani, and he gave the interpretation and the dream himself with the help of God. And every time something happens, King Nebuchadnezzar is coming and saying, hey, you just, hey, man, your God is the God. He is the only one. And But we know right now that Daniel did not bow. And we know right now he's not going to bow. Uh, we know we're coming up at the, later on. We're going to see Daniel in the lion's den. Okay. And we know that God delivers him there. Can't wait to get to that. Uh, uh, but we know right now that, that, that Daniel's been there for some time now, and he's been dealing with the king on a daily basis for the most part. Okay. So, and I say the most part because I know where was he last week in, in last week's chapter when we talked about Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Why was he not the fourth man in the fire? And then there would have been five, you know. He may have been on a trip, running the errand, doing something for the king. We, we You know, something was obviously up because we know right now he would have never bowed either uh, to the uh, image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But we know right now, and I'm saying all this to say this, I know that how many of you believe right now, just, you know, amen, glory, hallelujah, praise God, that Daniel was a holy man, that Daniel obeyed God, that Daniel believed in God, right? Well, if you believe that, don't you think that Daniel had been constantly praying for King Nebuchadnezzar? Something to think about, right? And if he's constantly praying for King Nebuchadnezzar, and I believe that he was, then don't you believe that God's going to do whatever it takes to deal with him? 
and, and melt his heart. And we're going to see that in this lesson study today. Because how many times have you prayed for somebody? I've, I've, I've found out many times I love to hear somebody talking about somebody I'm praying for. And they say, hey, they're going through this and they're going through that. And see, and, and, and it's, it's comforting for me, for me to know. And I want you to understand this is not cruel. But I say, dear God, in my prayers, I say, dear God, deal with them in any way you can to get their attention. And sometimes that means pain. Sometimes that means suffering. Sometimes that means putting them down where they have no other choice but to look up. You understand that? So that's what this is what I'm saying. So I believe right now that God is going he's dealing with Nebuchadnezzar because Daniel and I believe Hananiah, Azariah and Mishael are praying. They're all praying for King Nebuchadnezzar because who doesn't want who doesn't pray for lost people that, you know, in the inside the kingdom. Right. Amen. So. Uh, so we see the, the dream I, Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now this, O Belshazzar, declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as the, all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to make known unto me the interpretation, but thou art able for the spirit of the holy gods. Again, like I said, is in thee. And you know, this is going to trouble. Now we're going to, the table's going to turn a little bit. Now Daniel's going to be troubled. Why do you think Daniel's troubled? I've already kind of gave you a hint earlier. Why did the other, uh, why did the uh, magicians and the astrologers and the, the Chaldean, the wise men of Babylon, why did they not want to give the interpretation of the dream? Because it was bad news and it could be off with the head. Well, Daniel's going to be troubled here because he knows right now God's given him the interpretation thereof. And he knows right now that his life's going to be, could be quite well be in danger too. Now, Daniel's not in fear for his life. He knows where he's going when he dies, right? But but it says in verse 19, it's going to be some bad news for the king here. But it says, then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for one hour. I mean, I believe he was pondering with himself. I believe he was saying, you know, dear God, this is not going to be good. I believe he was praying. I believe he was considering and weighing out all the options. Dear God, how can I deliver this message to the king? Dear God, he's not going to be happy with this. He's not going to like this. So it, it took him, and it says that he was astonished for an hour, and his thoughts troubled him. You know, sometimes when you're troubled, it's all over your face. You can't hide it. People often come up to you, like I said, that, that ne uh, Nehemiah, he came before the king's presence. It, it, you're never supposed to enter the king's presence with a sad countenance. That that was a no-no. Uh, and, and I believe right now that here we have a similar thing that Daniel, the look on his face, he just isn't, he, you know, he's, he's not sure how to do this, how to deliver this. But this is how God works. God's a great God. Because the king spake and said, Belshazzar. Let not the dream or the interpretation thereof trouble thee. See, so seen it on his face. He knew something was up. And Belshazzar, Belshazzar answered and said, My Lord, the dream be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest, which grew, it was strong, whose height reached unto the heavens, and the sight thereof to all the earth whose leaves were fair and the fruit uh, thereof was much and it was uh, and it was a it was meat for all under which the beast of the field dwelt and upon the the branches the fowls of the heaven and their habitation it is thou o king thou art grown and become strong for thy greatness is grown and reached unto heaven and thy dominion to the end of the earth 
Now, King Nebuchadnezzar already knew this. He was that head of gold in the statue. He he knew he knew what he had. And we're going to see that I, I read some scripture to you earlier about pride. And I did that for a reason, because I want you to know that that pride cometh before destruction, you know, and a haughty, haughty spirit before the fall. Because these are going to come into play because King Nebuchadnezzar did have a big head. He did. He knew that he was the mightiest kingdom in all the land at this time. And these things were good. This is not what troubled Daniel. But this is what troubled him here in verse 23. And in whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven and saying, Hew the tree down and destroy it. Yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with dew of heaven. That just letting you know that it's going to be outside. He's going to be in the environment. He's going to be in the weather. And let the portion and let his portion be with the beast of the field till seven times pass over him. And a lot of people do believe right now uh, that that was that seven times is that's going to be seven years. He's going to be in this condition. Hmm. Verse 24. This is the interpretation, O king. And this is the decree of the most high, which has come upon my Lord, the king that they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. And they shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and they shall uh, wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee till thou know, till thou know seven years is going to go by, and God's patient with him. God's giving him time, going to give him plenty of time to think about things and repent and come back to his senses, so to speak. And seven times shall pass over to thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth to whomsoever he will. See, Nebuchadnezzar was a great king of kings here on earth, but there is a higher power. There is a king of kings over all the universe, and his name is Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And Nebuchadnezzar needs to know that as big and as haughty and as high as he was, that that there's someone over him and someone he needs to answer to, and it is the Lord Jehovah. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And whereas thou commanded to leave the stump of the tree root, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee, after that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. You may rule here on earth. You may have great power on earth. You may be the one that God uh, has placed and, and, and set up on high. But you need to understand it's just that God sets up kingdoms and God tears kingdom da- kingdoms down. And we need to understand that we live in a day right now when uh, when men uh, claim to be God, men are trying to play God. And I like go back and check out Psalms too. I may go there if I have time uh, to uh, in the end here. Uh, men, kings, rulers, presidents, and Global elites uh, must realize, uh, every one of them must realize all the same thing, that that God is the God of everything, and God has placed you there. And it's by the mercy and grace of God that you have this kingdom. And a matter of fact, I am going to go to, let me go, uh, let me go back to Psalms 2. I want you to understand that. I love, this is one of my favorite scriptures. When you really look at this, because you can see right now, 
I like this. Psalms 2, verse 1 says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Amen. The Lord shall have them in derision. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. I like that scripture. I like that because man playing God, man thinks he's got going to do. And hey, let me tell you something. The Bible, like I said, is often a twofold. We see things going on to uh, in the Bible back in and back in Daniel's day. Uh, we see things going on back in King David's day. We see all these things going on uh, even back all the way back to the garden. Satan has tried to use man even when he tempted Adam and Eve. It was a temptation of saying, hey, you can be like God. And, and Satan is still the, the uh, he's still using those same words today, whispering in the ears of kings and rulers and letting them know you don't need God. You are God yourself. You can be God. You can make your own rules and do things your own way. And I'm telling you, God is sitting in heaven and he's laughing at these things. He sits in heaven and he laughs. <laughs> Silly human, right? Silly person. Don't you know that I have I can speak and it is done. I spoke and you have risen to power. I can speak and you will be down to nothing. And whereas they commanded to leave the stump, the tree roots, the kingdom shall be sure unto thee. It'll be sure unto him. What? And let me, I'm reading this again. And thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. That means the heavens rule. I mean, God is ruling over everything. Don't, don't, you better give praise, honor, and glory to God every time something good happens. And we need to praise him every time something bad happens. We need to praise him in the good and the bad. We need to praise him 24-7 and let, and you know, it's only by his grace and his mercy that we have what we have. And I'm telling you now, and you, when you realize if you get a promotion, if you get a raise, if you get things, you need to praise God and remain humble because God has a way of humbling you. I remember as as a child or as a teenager, I'll say, uh, saying, looking at someone saying, I'll never wear that. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Look at what they're driving. I'll never drive that. Don't ever say that. Because God has a way of taking everything you got away from you and putting you in a position where you're forced to wear something you said you'd never wear. You're forced to drive something you said you'd never drive. You're forced to live somewhere that you didn't, never said, I'd never live like this. God has a way of humbling people, and he's going to humble King Nebuchadnezzar until he comes to the realization. And that's what me and you have to do today. We need to come to the realization and know that it's God that sets us up. It's God that places us there. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, asked Job. Notice here the prideful boast of the king. And this is going to get to the heart of the matter. Verse 27, uh, 28. And all this came upon the king, Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? Pride. Full of the utmost pride right now. He is just full all the way up with pride. Filled with pride. Hmm. The king spake. He said these things. That he had built this. He'd done it all with his mighty hand. 
and he did it for his honor and his majesty. But notice verse 31 says, while the word was in the king's mouth. While the word, in other words, let me just tell you, he could he could barely get the words out before something happens here, right? There fell a voice from heaven saying, O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee. Mm. The kingdom is departed from thee. Everything's going to be snatched away from him. Not just his kingdom, but listen to this. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beast of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee. We see that again here. Seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men and did eat grass like oxen, and the body was wet with the dew of the heavens. In other words, he wasn't living in the king. He wasn't sleeping in the king's palace that night. He didn't, for seven years, he was out in the field. It says it's going to talk about, and well, we're going to read it here, how his hair grew like eagle's feathers and his nails grew real long. That lets me know it's a long time that he didn't bathe, that he didn't, uh, that he didn't sleep in his palace bed. He didn't. Did he? He didn't uh, have the uh, luxuries of all the riches that he had. Everything was snatched away from him. The same hour was the king fulfilled upon. Uh, the thing was fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagles' feathers, and his nails like birds' claws. God sets up kingdoms. God tears them down. God has a purpose for all this, and God has a purpose in your life. But he can't use you until you humble yourself, until you realize that everything is, is done through him. And, and, and look, in my strength, I can't do anything. I feel like I've fumbled and stumbled uh, over this podcast ever since I've started. I can't, it seems like I just couldn't get a rhythm. But amen, glory, hallelujah, I'm still going to keep pressing forward. I'm going to give all praise and honor and glory to God. I'm not here to be perfect. I am human. I do make mistakes. And those of you that know me, they, yeah, I probably got a few amens on that, right? But the point is, I want you to understand that God has placed you where you're at right now. God loves you. And God will, will, will set you up. He will pick you up. But the moment you start thinking you've done anything great, amen, glory, hallelujah, the moment that I start thinking that I've done anything, this ain't me. You've heard me say this before, and I'm going to say it again. Anything good that comes out of me is of God. Anything bad comes out of me, that was me. That was my flesh. You want to be great and mighty for God? Humble yourself. Acknowledge Him. Praise Him. Let everyone know that you're where you're at today because of Him. Hey, go to my podcast and go back and listen. I did a podcast on my testimony, and, and, and I go in detail of how God, uh, how, I've had so much tragedy in my life. So many things, and you know what? I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be the man today. But I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the grace of God. If I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for His great mercy towards me. 
And all I want to do is spread the gospel. All I want to do is lead people to the cross of Jesus Christ. And all I want to do now is let people know I want to declare. I want to sound the shofar right now and let people know I'm trying to give warning for people to take heed that that we're in the last days. We're in the latter days. We're in the last hours. Christ is going to return. He's going to come get his children. The church is going to be raptured, raptured out of here. They're harpazo, the great snatching, the calling out, you know, and all these things are going to happen. They're going to tell you, oh, UFOs come and got us and all that stuff. And a lot of things are going to happen upon this earth. It's not my wish that anyone should go through this. I want you to escape God's judgment. I want you to escape God's wrath. And that's why I tell you, go ahead and fall to your knees and accept him now. Now's the time of salvation. Now's the time to get on your knees. Now's the time to trust him. And if you are saved and you're backslidden, now's the time to get back on fire for God, to get get in his word and, and start letting people know that this God exists. Share the love of Christ with other people. Let people know that there is a way. There is a truth. There is a life in his name is Christ Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by him. He is the door. He is the only way to gain access to heaven. And if you're a Jew, I, I beg you and I plead with you, don't wail at the wall anymore expecting the Messiah to come save you. Look at what's going around on right now in Jerusalem. Look at what's going on right now in Israel. It's coming down to the point right now where people are going to have to take a stand and say, you know what? I support Israel or I don't support Israel. I am saved because let me tell you something. I support the Jew or I don't support the Jew. Because Jesus was a Jew. Our God chose the Jews as his chosen people, the apple of his eye. And the only reason, and, and look, the, the tribulation is not for the Gentile, it's for the Jew. It's for God to deal with them, to deal with this earth, to bring judgment, and to let people, and let the Jews know that the Messiah has already came. And soon, and soon he's going to come, he's going to rapture us out of here, that great calling out, like I said, and we're going to go have the marriage supper of the Lamb, we're going to stand before the Bema Seat of Christ, and we're going to come back. We're going to be riding white horses, and the battle of Armageddon is going to take place. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And I'm trying to help you now to see and to understand that he is that way, the truth and life. And you need to accept him now. Humble yourself. Realize that, that God can, can just speak with one word. And your whole world can be turned upside down. And if you know me, if you're my family, uh, cousins, aunts, uncles, nephews, brothers, sisters, everybody know that I'm praying for God to do whatever it takes right now since we're in the last days. And I'm praying for you listeners that God will do whatever it takes to shake you and to wake you up and to help you to understand that now's the time not to be going and doing things as business as usual, as if nothing's going on in the world. Now more than ever, you need to be in your Bibles. Now more than ever, you need to be on your knees, seeking this God out, seeking wisdom, seeking his will and obeying him and listening and obeying him. Right? Because time is short. We're not promised tomorrow. And I'm telling you right now, 
I don't want to scare you, but I'm, I do believe right now from a lot of sources I have that there's an imminent attack about to happen on the on, on the American soul. I know right now that our own government has turned its back on its own people. Now's the time to call to Christ. Now's the time to accept him as your savior. Now's the time to pray. His the dew of heaven, he was outside. He was a king, he had everything. He boasted about all the things that he had, all this great power. His mighty hand did this, and it was for his majesty. Boy, this God, like I said, for 12 months, he was in this position, and God was giving him time to repent, giving him time to come to his senses like the, uh, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the pig, the, the uh, prodigal son that was in the pig pen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I couldn't think of prodigal. Uh, the prodigal son who's in the pig pen says he came to himself. Amen. That's what we need to do right now. We need to come to ourselves. And it says right here that he, that, you know, God was giving him time to come to himself and realize, you know, I had it all. But the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. He took everything away from him. And not only did he take his, he took his dignity away from him. He took his, he took everything. But the most important thing I believe he took was his pride. He humbled him. Verse 34, and let's move on. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven. That's what you need to do. And my understanding returned to me. Amen. And I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven. It's not about our will. It's about his will. Ask Christ Jesus. He said in the garden, of, you know, when he was crying out, God, if this cup can pass from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine. And his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And none can stay his hand. None, not one. Satan, Lucifer, I'm sorry, you're going to lose. All these people that are coming against the Jews, I'm sorry, you're going to lose. You're not going to win. You may kill many of them, but the Jew, the Jews are not going anywhere. Israel will always be a state, a land. It will always be there. It's mentioned in the last days. And God's going to deal with them. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He doeth according to his will in his army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? And at the same time, my reason, amen, glory, hallelujah. I want that. And I pray in that for you right now, that his reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor, my, uh, my brightness returned unto me, and my counselors and my Lord sought unto me, and I was established in my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth. All his works are truth, and his ways judgment 
and those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Amen. Praise God. I hope I helped you. Hope I gave you made some sense and gave you a little bit of understanding here about this. That God's able to take a great king, great and powerful as King Nebuchadnezzar, and, and humble him. God is sovereign. All his works are done in truth, and we need to just simply humble ourselves. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Praise be to God. I thank you for joining me. Uh, like I said, check out my show, Truth Matters, on YouTube. And please, like I said, if you're listening to this on YouTube already, then go to my Anchor and check out my podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. And, and let me close with some quick prayer. And hey, I can't wait to continue our book, a study in the book of Daniel. And we'll be in chapter five next, uh, next time. Uh, amen. Glory, hallelujah. Praise God. Dear Lord, I love you, and I thank you, and I pray for each and every one of these listeners, dear God. I pray that I made some sense of this, Father, dear God. Forgive me if I stumbled over my words to, uh, tonight, or if I, you know, I'm sorry, Father, dear Lord, but I'm human. I'm trusting in you, Father, dear God. I do make mistakes. Just lets everybody know that I am human. I am perfect. I'm, I am imperfect. And dear God, it's only by your grace I'm where I'm at today. And I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the Messiah that came. I thank you for your salvation plan. I thank you for including me in it. And it's my biggest prayer right now, Father, dear God, if there's someone listening or watching, Father, dear God, that they would accept you as their Savior. They would admit they're a sinner, Father, dear God. If they would believe that you raised Christ Jesus from the dead, dear God, just believe in their heart, dear God. Help them, Father, dear Lord. Open up eyes, ears, and hearts, and minds. Open up the Jews' eyes, ears, hearts, and minds, Father, dear God. I pray you protect Israel right now. I pray that every rocket that comes across would come back and go and turn right back onto the camp that sent it, Father. And dear God, destroy Hamas, dear God, and get rid of all of Israel's enemies, Father, dear God, and help people to understand they're not going anywhere, Father. Dear God, help them to turn to you, because, dear God, we know Take away the pride in all of our hearts, Father, dear God. Help us to humble ourselves and just be simple, small children of obedience unto you, Father. And I pray for encouragement for everyone out there on the front lines, Father. And I thank you, dear God. I thank you and praise you, and I give you all praise, honor, and glory for everything that's said and done. And I love you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Yeshua, our Hamashiach. Amen. This is Evangelist A.C. Gibson. You've been listening to Podcasting for Christ. And this is, he's got the whole world in his hands ministry. Amen. Praise God. And hey, glory, hallelujah. We'll see you next time. God bless.